1: dead All Hit Radio.
0: Welcome to the X Zone. A place where
2: fact is fiction, and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host,
0: Rob McConnell.
2: Welcome back, everyone. This is The X-Zone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free 1-800-610-7035. My email address is xzone at com. On all social media sites, Exon Radio TV and our main website, www.exonradiotv.com. Exo Nation, we're going to be speaking to uh, our Scott Lemriel this hour. We're going to be talking to him about the Sey agenda. Now, after 40 years of extensive uh, experimental research into the UFO and extra phenomena, uh, extraterrestrial phenomenon, and via numerous conscious out-of-body travel and bi-location explorations into parallel and higher-dimensional realities, as well as from journeys along the past and future time track, Scott has finally put forth the Seyrae's Agenda book from among four completed book manuscripts. This is his second published work. His first publication came out about after he sent a very special document he wrote to a dear woman friend, Uh, For her benefit, soon after this, he received a request from a European publisher asking if this very special document about the discovery of New Uplifting Transforming Energy, or Ray, could be published as the last culminating chapter of her about-to-be-published autobiography titled The Venusian Trilogy. Very shortly after, giving permission, Scott accepted a contract from Page Publishing in New York to publish The Say Ray's Agenda. Joining me now is R. Scott Lemriel, and uh, Scott, welcome to the X-Zone.
3: Uh Pleasure to be here. Pleasure to be here.
2: Uh, Scott, where does your interest in UFOs and extraterrestrials come from?
3: comes from my childhood, but It really happened when I was five. It started in Utah, where I grew up near Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. I was walking up the steps to my parents' brick house, and they were having a normal human argument. And I could see their auras, and there was a red energy between them. It's just a normal human argument, not violent. And the rays coming from that were painful to me, and it caused me to leave my body and hover above it. And I discovered that I was a mature adult, Mm -hmm. and I was looking up into a sphere of energy. And in this sphere of energy were geometric formulas and the positions of the star patterns. And I knew where I was, and the only thing I could think of was, Earth, what am I doing on Earth? (laughs) That's where this started, and that's pretty profound for a five-year-old. And that compelled me to go back in that body, and many years later, I was living in Washington State near Mount Rainier, not far from there, in a place called Cherry Crest. Yeah. And like any child who's interested in what their parents are doing, I wondered what this fascination was with beer. So I decided to get up, sneak up, 3 o'clock in the morning, go in the fridge, grab a can of my dad's beer, and sneak out the bedroom window, girl across the lawn up to this narrow roadway up in the forested area that had a beautiful view of the night sky. Mm-hmm. And I popped this tan of beer, and the next thing I knew, I was flat on my back, spread eagle, with this can of beer open in my hand, unspilled. And I was looking up above this telephone pole about 50 feet, and there was a, a disc-shaped craft pulsating from blue to white light, no sound. And I experienced immediately that whoever was on board was human, very benevolent and I had none of the negative experiences that so many people have had with UFO abductions. And I started to experience a telepathic kind of download or exchange between this being and myself. That went on for maybe fifteen minutes, and then the craft just started pulsing from blue to white light faster and faster and faster until it shot straight up into space. Now I got up, dumped the carrot bear can out, mm-hmm. put it in the trash, climbed in the bedroom window, went to sleep, never told anyone. I never told a soul. About a week later, I was coming home from a choir practice at about dusk. and this bus would drop us off at a little wooden shed. actually, it was just myself. It would drive a couple miles up the hill, drop me off and then I'd watch it till it disappeared in the trees a couple miles below. I took another step and my head got pulled up by some benevolent force. And I was looking up in the sky, maybe at 5,000 feet, 10,000 feet, two groups of the same type of craft I'd experienced a week earlier in triangular formations, two of them. They broke apart and they did all kinds of the dance through the sky, showed me what they could do, mm-hmm. regrouped, and then just tilted towards me and shot up into space. The same kind of experience I had earlier of benevolent beings aboard those craft and no fear and some kind of telepathic communication. Then I just walked home and I told no one. Uh, This was decades ago, so probably a good thing I never told anyone at the time, my parents or anything else. This was at a time when there were many, many sightings of UFOs around the planet, particularly about Mount Rainier.
2: All right, stand by, by, Scott. You and I have to take our first commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Nation, our guest this hour is Scott Lamriel. He is uh, the gentleman behind the Rays agenda. And his website is www.paralleltime.com. And Scott and I will be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the x continues right here from our broadcast center and around the world on the x Broadcast Network. My name is Rob McConnell. This is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And Scott and I will be back talking about extraterrestrials, UFOs, and much more on the other side of this two-minute break. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Zone radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at Elizabeth.Joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. Explanation, we're talking about the CERES agenda. Scott Lemriel is our special guest. He's the author. His website is www.paralleltime.com. That's www.paralleltime.com. All right, Scott, sorry we had to uh, cut you off during the middle of your story. So if you'd like to pick it up. That's fine. So if you'd like to continue it.
3: Yeah, I, I just finished this last statement about not speaking to mm-hmm. anyone about my extraterrestrial experiences. There were, of course, many more and more profound ones throughout my life. We don't have time to go into all of them here, but this is what started me on my journey to exploring, in particular, purposefully hidden truth. This is the way I came out of these experiences. I was driven to find out what I could in exploring purposefully or suppressed hidden truth through direct experience so that one day I could do what I'm doing now, and that share not only share with people what's revealed in the book, but a way they can access it for themselves safely.
2: Let me ask you, Scott, where are these visitors from?
3: The rays speaking of the Sayrays. Yes. Or, okay. The Sayrays are human. We have the same DNA that they have. Mm-hmm. They're very tall. They're anywhere from 18 to 25 feet tall. They were the fathering or sponsoring benefactors of ancient Lemuria and many other cultures that go back in the history of this planet, people know nothing about. Um, when the last dinosaurs went extinct more than 50, 55 million years ago, uh, this planet has been capable of supporting human life, and there's a history here that's missing, entirely missing from the consciousness of people here hmm. who live on their own planet. The rays basically uh, brought into existence many sentient, benevolent beings, human, humanoid, and other races, animal and plant life, placed them on many worlds and vanished over a billion years ago. Recently, and which is why I wrote this book, they announced they have gone through a consciousness change,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and they've, they've realized they need to be more responsible for overseeing some of the younger races and have decided to return. That return was first announced through a, a huge organization of world systems. This is going to be hard for people to understand because they're being deprived of any of this knowledge here on purpose. But there's over 450 million highly evolved benevolent spacefaring races in just one quarter of our Milky Way galaxy alone. And they are comprised of a benevolent organization called the Galactic Interdimensional Alliance of Free Worlds. There are a few totalitarian races out there, make no mistake about that. And they have, and we'll get into that, how they gained some influential control on this planet and what's being done, about to be done about it.
2: So why don't they just show themselves, get it over with, and say, all right, guys, yes. we planted you here, we're responsible, we're here to set the record straight, we're going to help you clean up the mess that you've created because we're going to take responsibility for this as good parents should.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, The reason is simple. It has to do with what happened after World War II Mm -hmm. uh, under President Eisenhower, um, because what people don't know is he first met with benevolent beings out at Edwards. And it scared him. I mean, think about this guy. He came out of World War II as a five-star general, has control of nuclear weapons, and suddenly realizes there's beings from other worlds who want to meet with him, Mm -hmm. particularly because we were setting off hydrogen and nuclear bombs. Right. They are outlawed off this planet out in space they're outlawed they don't even make uh, imbalanced isotopes or radioactive materials their ships aren't powered that way there's no constructive use for them whatsoever
2: I, I would imagine when due to their evolution and due to their superior knowledge of of science physics and and everything else that you know radiation or radioactive material to them is is poo-poo
3: it's It's child's play. Yeah. One thing I want to state right away about how they are already intervening. The reason I'll get into why they don't show up just yet. Okay. doesn't mean they aren't with some people. They're just not on a worldwide basis yet. The reason is because of who has broken an off-world treaty, a totalitarian extraterrestrial group that has gained influential control over the military-industrial complexes of this planet. That's the worst problem. They're sore losers. If they were kicked off by force, they'd ruin this place on their way out of town. So... It isn't that they haven't had the technology or the benevolence to come down and free this planet and its people. Mm-hmm. It's they have to figure out a way to do it in a way that is not done through death and destruction, and that's quite a trick to pull that off. So under under Eisenhower, mm-hmm. uh, he had to turn down this first ambassador. They said, "Look, we can straighten out your planet, neutralize your radiation, clean up your water, give you spacefaring technology, invite you to be a member of this organization. You would have been a we could have been a spacefaring planet." At the end of World War II.
2: So why didn't uh, Eisenhower take them up on their offer? It's simple.
3: You just you're, you're beginning to fight a Cold War with the Soviet Union. You have nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. A, a race comes up to you and says, "This under treaty and by law, they said we can help you, but you have to give up all your radioactive and nuclear bomb materials worldwide, or we can't." And he was not. He obviously knew he couldn't get other countries to do this. He had to turn him down. He said, but, l- but let me, me. ask because you.
2: Let me ask you at this point. Did, these, mm-hmm. uh, did these, uh, these ETs go over and, and see the, the, the people in Russia? Did they go see the people in the United Kingdom? Did they go around the world yes, and meet did. with all the... And, and the worldwide leaders said no?
3: 35 countries, right. Does that... And one of the, reas- the, well, the reasons well, okay. for that is simple, though, because these, if you have somebody say, we'll give you this, but you've got to give up all your tools of power right. to do it. You would think, well, wait a minute. What if these guys aren't for real? We give up our weapons like that. We're defenseless against a foreign power or an aggressor species from outer space, like yourselves. You turn out to be lying to us. So he had to turn them down. He knew he couldn't get the other countries to agree. And they said to him, "We will be back at a time, maybe when you're more receptive." But Here's but uh, but I'd like to I j- I'd
2: just like to just like to back up for a second. here. You said that sure, the ETs met with the other thirty five countries. So why was it left up to Eisenhower, who said, and this is what you said, he knew he could not get the others to agree. So what was it, that yeah, they yeah. approached Eisenhower, or they did the entire 35 nations?
3: No, actually, I, I, that's not correct. They didn't meet with all 35 countries involved in deciding to classify their knowledge of extraterrestrials. All right, they so, so met the, with two people, the Soviet Union and the United States, because of the Cold War, secretly.
2: So why only those two countries?
3: Well, because they had the nuclear weapons, they had the ability to destroy this planet. And destruction of this planet would harm hundreds of billions of people outside of Earth in both parallel dimensions and other worlds, if people don't understand how we're interconnected. So they're not going to allow that to happen, number one,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it hasn't happened. or we would have been blown <coughs> apart already. CA uh, What, what they, about: what about, months f- later,
2: what about Fukushima? Oh I wanted
3: to get into that. OK. Okay, this is real important stuff because it's current. Right. To give you an example of how they are intervening just short of war, because it's a kind of cold war, an awful mm-hmm. cold war, is this. Fukushima was, they say, ten times. I think it was a hundred times worse than Chernobyl ever was. You with me? And Chernobyl killed millions and millions of people.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Fukushima has not done that. And the other interesting thing is that recently water samples were tested along from Alaska down through the Pacific Rim all the way to South America. A few month ago or so, there were 60 rads of radiation coming to shore in the deep sea kelp beds and in the water. As you may have heard in the news, and I had separate people test this, and a radio show host in Washington has already done his own testing as well. That radiation in the sea kelp and the beds and the offshore has disappeared. It's vanished. It's not there. It's gone.
2: And you're saying the ETs did this?
3: I'm stating that as a fact they did.
2: What are you basing the fact on? What evidence do you you have that it was the ETs?
3: Well, the only evidence I can bring to the show is my own experience with them. What I want to share later in your show, we're getting a lot of feedback here, I think. I'm hearing my own voice in the phone a little bit. Anyway, um... What I want to share with people and your show at some point, with your permission, is a way for them to access experience or waking up this knowing, mm-hmm. their ability to plug into the universe and find this out for themselves. In other words, a safe way for people to explore purposefully hidden truth and have it wake up within them. That's really the reason why I'm on the show tonight. It is not just about the book. It's about providing people with a constructive, benevolent way to explore what's revealed in the book and what we say on the show for themselves.
2: You know, I've I've been doing this show for 22 years. I've heard a lot from a lot of different people. I don't doubt it. But when it comes to proof, no one for 22 years has been able to give me proof, evidence.
3: You know, I was asked the same question on the Coast to Coast show, (laughs) and the answer I gave was, I think, unexpected. I basically said, and this is a fact, I said, with all of the wonderful research and the hard work that so many UFO researchers and people that have been trying to uncover Mm -hmm. purposefully classified material because they suspect it's not good for people, that it's being covered up, in all the time they've been on all the radios in history, Mm -hmm. no one has ever been able to come home with the smoking gun. And there's a reason for that. It's very simple. This classified arena of people uses off-world technology, not only control the press and other areas of avenues of actually the smoking gun. They can tax satellites. They have the ability to see caverns underground. Any of the ancient Sumerian records, anything anybody's ever dug up anywhere on Earth, and with an agreement between 35 countries that happened after World War II, if something is even suspected as being found that could blow the whistle on this classification system, it's covered up, classified, clamped down, and no UFO reacher will get anywhere near it. And they're very good at what they do.
2: Now that's one way of of, of giving all the people who claim to be UFO researchers uh, an easy out for not being able to supply any evidence to I to, to go along with their stories. You know, I agree it,
3: completely, Rob.
2: So I, I'm very skeptical. Very skeptical. Oh,
3: I don't. I don't blame you one bit. I would be too. My experience is in having direct contact with beings from out of town Mm -hmm. and with what they're planning to do to transform this planet. The only reason I do this is to try to get across a message uh, to people about a coming uplifting transformation to this planet that has recently in the last three and a half years only been greenlit off world to take place because if they don't change this place it's going to go up in smoke and that will be negative repercussions on them for hundreds of thousands of years. They're not going to let that happen.
2: All right. So no matter s- what
3: the world conditions are.
2: Uh, all right. So what is the problem here then? Why don't they just show themselves and say, "Hey, listen, guys, we gave you a chance. You didn't want to take us up on it. We're stepping in now. Russia, the United States, India, the UK, whoever has nuclear missiles, bang. They don't work anymore."
3: Yeah, it's so, interesting, isn't it?
2: So why don't they do we it? We
3: haven't had a nuclear. Well, here's one thing that you Hold know, on. We've
2: got we've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. Exonation uh, R. Scott Lemriel is our special guest, I'm sorry.com and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the exome from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I want to believe, but I want to see the proof. We'll be back, don't go away. Are you considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships, not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com. $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598. 9, 8. <laughs> Now you can dial in to listen to the X-Zone Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell, 24-7-365, by dialing 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080, 24 7 365. Now you can dial in to listen to the X-Zone Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell, 24-7-365, by dialing 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080, 24 7
0: For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
2: Scott Lemriel is my special guest. Uh, he is the author of the Say Raise Agenda. His website is www You got your pencils there. There you go. ParallelTime.com. Uh, Scott, uh, before we went to the break, we were talking about. Uh, President Eisenhower, and you were saying that there was a second meeting as well.
3: Yeah, there was. Under treaty, off-world treaty, people on Earth don't know about, so you know, half a half-a-million-year-old treaty that's kept people from outside this planet from having an all-out war. Um, he met with, with another group, a totalitarian group, bipedal non-human group, very advanced. Um, and he didn't have a good feeling about that, or them, in their presence. And uh, they said, look, we don't care if you give up your nuclear weapons. We'll give you, under treaty, some off-world technology. And Eisenhower said, we can't do that, because they wanted to do some experimentation, genetic experiments, in some of the population of the Earth, which Mm -hmm. they claimed would be taken aboard, get a DNA sample put back, no memory, no harm. Of course, they lied about that. And I think everybody that's done any research in this area knows that. Eisenhower turned them down. This ambassador is clever. He said this to him. If you don't sign a treaty with us, we'll go to the Soviet Union, and we'll make them the preeminent power on this planet. And that, during the beginning of the Cold War, was something Eisenhower and his generals really couldn't pass on to get that technology. What Eisenhower didn't know was they were already in the Soviet Union, another representative, proposing the same blackmail pitch to them at the same moment. This is how we got into this sudden technology. Now, if you look at the condition of the world, it isn't from benevolent entities that uh, this came about. This is critical information. People need to understand this.
2: And, and how did you come across this information? During
3: my explorations and contacts, when you get off-world and mm-hmm. look at this planet, and you look at it from a perspective of beings who have never been suppressed here,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you get to see a real history of Earth and the solar system, You get to have an understanding of the forces that are embedded here in bases underground around this planet and Mm -hmm. how they got there and what they're about to do to neutralize that uh, safely. Because to do it, for them to land, to answer your question before, for them to openly declare themselves, and I'm not even talking about the Seyrays now, I'm talking about the Galactic Alliance, beings, human and otherwise, who are very evolved, but not as evolved as the Seyrays. If they just showed up, there would be war. There would be battles, there would be death and destruction on this planet, the likes of which you can't imagine. So they had to come up with a way to neutralize the implanted, and I mean implanted, terrorizing control mechanisms in the electromagnetic fields of the totalitarian awful races and in people on this planet who don't even know it's been done to them without their permission. These things are implanted in the electromagnetic field and a frequency below the level of awareness of people and it's reinforced through the satellite system. That has to be neutralized both off-world in beings and on-world if we're going to solve this problem on this planet.
2: How many people besides yourself who are born on this planet know of this?
3: Yeah, I think nobody except the last number of radio shows I've been on. So how do, how attention.
2: do we know how do we know that you're telling us the truth that this just isn't uh, a made up cockamamie story to help sell uh-huh. books and to get notoriety and to get on radio yeah. shows?
3: Yeah, it's such a controversial book. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be a bestseller. And that's not for money.
2: No, no, but uh, how do we know this? How do we know that you're okay. just not some cuckoo made all this up?
3: Here here's how. Okay, there is a. And you'll have to take this with a grain of salt, Rob, but, but if you try it in the privacy of your own home, if the listeners try this, one thing I can guarantee them, they will begin to have direct experiences safely mm-hmm. about exploring purposefully hidden truth that's been suppressed. That statement I'll make on the air.
2: Okay, so how do we do to this? prove
3: it out. Okay, there's an ancient name, it's not native to this planet, it's it's a, a word, actually, a vibratory word, mm-hmm. like a chant in a way, if you want to look at it that way from an Earth perspective, that races out there are used to keep from ever acquiring a subconscious mind. A normal human being on another planet lives a thousand years, minimum. They are telepathic, they have photographic memories, they use 100% of their brain, not six to ten, like we're told we're able to access here on Earth, mm-hmm. and... They use this word in order to plug in, and all human beings have this ability, if it's not closed down, to plug directly into the omnipresent force that underlies and supports all of creation. You want to call it divine spirit, you can call it whatever you like, but it underlies and connects everything, and human beings have the ability to plug directly into it. And that ancient word, which goes back billions of years, is known as Hu, H-U. H-U and it sounds like this use a round whole tone done on the outgoing breath or silently in your mind but what it does and this is for people to experience for themselves it vibrates the head upward or the pineal gland in the center of the brain only and you have to experience and it's very easy to experience but when you do this it opens a door And that door goes through the pineal gland. And the pineal gland, which is the size of your thumb, Mm -hmm. has one vein in and one vein out. There's the strongest blood flow of any part of the body through that. Inside is a clear liquid. And the inside of it has rods and cones like your physical eyes. It's connected to the optic nerve, what they call the third eye. And this actually is able to tune into these rods and cones into different frequencies, into other realities, other planets, other dimensions. Human beings have the ability to go out of their body through that door once it's open. And the hue accesses this and then connects you to an energy and beings who are benevolent only, who can help people uncover purposefully suppressed hidden truth in a safe manner. And the safety goes with that. In other words, what I'm stating is say say a reptilian being from another planet, a spacefaring being came up to you, wanted to have you for dinner. If you hewed right then and there in front of them, what would happen would so shock you that it, not only would you be protected, but you'd watch what it does. Now, this is a very bold statement, but there is protection that comes with this, especially now, because that has to be provided for people on Earth if they're going to get through what's coming up.
2: All right, so, so let, me, let me just try and put some order into this rather amazing statement. We've got extraterrestrials who met with both the leaders of Russia and the leaders of, of the United States, United President States. Eisenhower. Eisenhower, Correct. talking on behalf of 35 other nations, as I understand it now, said, no, we don't, we don't want to give up our nuclear weapons. We don't want to right. chance anything because we don't basically trust you. So, hmm. you know, get lost. So not he, get
3: lost. He, well. Eisenhower was a good man.
2: All right, so I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm paraphrasing.
3: Yeah, yeah, he was a good man. Okay, did, hold on, he on died here. Hold on here. Hold on, on
2: here. Hold on here. Okay. Okay. Go
3: ahead.
2: So then, so then we've got these these visitors from way out there
1: mm-hmm.
2: who've been visiting this planet, who can actually fix everything on this planet, give us back. Easily. Okay, but because of the egotistical idiots that run the countries. They said, no.
3: It's deeper than that, Rob. Well, what is it then? What is it? It's a misuse of alien technology to implant the hidden elite leaders on this planet who got into a treaty agreement and Mm -hmm. then they got controlled by it. In other words, what I'm telling you, the people on this planet and the leaders on this planet, the hidden elite cabal, are no longer in control of what they're doing. If they were, they wouldn't do what they're doing.
2: All right, now you... You're... You're coming up with these, this fantastic story, which I think is a great story. Make a great movie. Mm-hmm. But how... I, I'm having a hard time buying it, to be honest with you. Well, that's good. That's I, good. I really am having a hard time because I don't believe that, that President Eisenhower had any meetings with any extraterrestrials. I don't believe that there was anything mm. called the MJ-12. I don't believe that there was a crashed UFO in Roswell. I think there's a lot of nuts up there. Who have they nothing are, better to but, do with their time than to create all these stories, create all this fiction, because they have a hard time dealing with reality.
3: Exactly. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. They are kept so busy paying taxes and watching the dumbing down process.
2: No, I don't, think, I don't think it's a dumbing down process. I think that these people didn't have the ability to be smart in the first place in order to be dumbed down.
3: Mm, I see what you mean. I don't agree there because I understand... So much I wish I could express in one radio show to you, and mm-hmm. to your listeners, for your benefit. Truly, I tell you, I'm on the air for your benefit. It's not about money or fame or fortune for me. I
2: can. So one, once know. once again, here you are, a, a single warrior, telling right. this, telling your 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 visions, your your experiences, to try and help the world. When you've got these so-called extraterrestrials who could easily do it, yep. so why don't they? They're in
0: the.
3: What I'm trying to share with people tonight, Rob, is that they are in process to transform this planet. It's already underway, and it cannot be reversed. So why
2: don't if they tell us? The why, fence, don't,
3: why don't if, they tell us? They are. There's a way to get in touch with them telling you.
2: All right, so we're all going to start and going around thing, going,
3: phew. The only thing that matters to you or your listeners or me or mm-hmm. any other human being, and I know you know this, is not what I say or what anybody else ever says. It's your own experience, right?
2: Yeah, you're right.
3: Just your own experience. The Hue, which I'm sharing with you, is done 10 or 15 minutes a day at a set time. It sets up a link. It not not only sets up a link to plug into the omnipresent force Mm -hmm. that people are made of, part of, but it connects you into the benevolent beings out there in the physical universe. And from higher realities, they're in process to try to save this place. And it begins a process in your dream state at night and during the day to start to wake up stuff that you already have the wisdom and understanding of suppressed. If that surfaces, you just inherently begin to understand and know for yourself without remaining in speculation, doubt, and fear. The hue will do that.
2: Well, I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't live in fear because I don't believe no, I anybody's out there. Okay. I, I, I really don't. You know, there's, there's only one thing that a person has to fear, and that's fear itself. I agree. You've got a lot of people most, out mo- there. Most, most
3: people, I don't think most people have your lack of fear. Let's put it that way.
2: I think there are more people who have, who are on the ball than those who have fallen off the cabbage patch because all they do is immerse themselves into the Internet, into the squalor that lies there.
3: Yep, I agree. You know? I don't have time for that. No, I, I completely uh, honor and respect everything you're saying. hmm the only thing I'm sharing with you is this you. And I'd like to demonstrate it again for you, if
2: sure. I may. Sure, please go ahead. You.
3: When you do that and mm-hmm. pause for a few minutes with your eyes closed, you usually imagine someone you love. It can be a dog, a pet, wife, kids, anything. You go into the you and you ask to be shown, and I would say this, show me purposefully suppressed hidden truth on a grand cosmic or multi-dimensional scale. If you do that, watch what happens. It's an individual experience, and the only Mm -hmm. way anybody can gain this experience is through that. You ask me why they don't just come down and land and announce themselves. There's so much more involved to do that safely than people could comprehend right now. They are in the process of doing what you're saying. This next few years are going to be very, very interesting on this planet, and it is not a future people are going to be expecting. Okay. It's just not. The prophesied destructive destiny Armageddon for this future has been significantly permanently altered in just the last three and a half years for this planet. And people are going to begin to see signs of that in very unusual ways. And then there will be a massive landing around the planet, an announcement from the White House, etc.
2: Okay, let me, ask you, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you, are, are you a believer in God? Do you believe in the Bible?
3: I'm a believer in God, and I believe in any book or mm-hmm. any work that inspires people to higher evolution.
2: Okay, so sure. having, se- having said that, in the Bible it says, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Are you mm-hmm. putting these space visitors no. on a level of God?
3: No, I'm putting those space fizzers on a far more advanced level of understanding of what God is than people on Earth have mm. available to them right now. So, And they deserve to know it better. They deserve to have a more conscious experience with divine spirit. They deserve it.
2: Once again, the question of the hour mm-hmm. is, why you... Why have you been chosen to 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 spread this word? Are are you a modern day prophet?
3: No, I don't get into earth terms that way. What? I wasn't chosen. You're an earthling, aren't you? I wasn't no. Yes, but I wasn't chosen. I was co-created my position over time in trust to be able to speak about this in sincerity and truth. To
2: but people. why you? And
3: I knew how controversial it would be. But why because you? Because of my background and experiences. My background and experiences goes back into other worlds, other lives, other planets. Mm. History, millions of years old on this planet. Human beings, the being, the soul, the atma, as they call it, uh, outside this planet, they refer to the supreme being as prime creator. Prime, single, whole mm-hmm. creator. Not two gods, not five, one omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent spiritual force.
2: You and I have to take our final break. Stand by, Scott. Yep. All right. Exxon Nation, you're listening to this just as I am. You're probably just as confused as I am. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. Hopefully, we'll be able to straight something out in 4 minutes and 50 seconds. My name's Rob (laughs) McConnell. This is the Exxon. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I think we'll be back. (laughs) Maybe we won't. With each new extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance, Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th-century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag. Both books are available at all usual sources. There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author-signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.wentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Exonation. Uh, this has got to be one of the most interesting hours we've had this year, Scott. You say you've got, you've got, you know that that you've. Been, uh, if I understand you right, you're you're trying to tell us that that you've been around before and that uh, this is nothing new to you in this lifetime or past lifetimes. Am I correct?
3: It's correct, except most of that started waking up when I was five.
2: Just in this lifetime?
3: No. um, There have been times around the wheel where people are Mm. learning how to become co-workers with the Supreme Being, or that's why we live and exist as soul, is to learn one day to be trusted with that freedom that goes with the responsibility along with it. Underneath it all, everybody knows that we're here for a reason.
2: Okay, so let me ask you this with these uh, uh, this this benevolent group who are here to save the world. Why did they let the atrocities happen in World War I? Why did they let the atrocities happen in World War II? Why are they letting people die of hunger around the world today? Why are they letting all the wars go on? If they have the ability to save the world, save the planet, save the people, in my opinion, if they don't step in, right. they're not nice.
3: I agree. And the, the answer to that is simple. They weren't around. The physical universe. This this physical universe of planets. They split. Uh, nobody knows why, but they vanished over a billion years ago after setting up a lot of life, benevolent worlds, and let them have at it. Mm-hmm. So the 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 destructive nature, the negative nature of things, aside from extraterrestrial influence, after World War II, both good and bad, is a result to a large degree of what people have done with what was given to them. You can't blame the series or the Sayres for. Uh, what has gone on in the death and dying of people, disease, the suppression of true cures for disease, Uh, anything you can think of, people have done for power and money here. What I'm trying to share with people here is normal human beings do not behave this way towards each other on any other world system than on this planet.
2: Well, that's because we don't have another world system to compare ourselves to. Well, the, the, well, the, the, the the majority of us Earthlings don't. But there seems to be one or two that have the ability to say, well, you know, on this planet, this really does happen. On this planet, this really happens. In this dimension, that happens. Mm -hmm. And yet, they never can bring proof. Nothing to substantiate their out-of-the-squirrel claims.
3: If I were to give you classified documents tonight that would show you the treaty was signed under Eisenhower and how this worked and what they hushed up to Mm -hmm. get this off-world technology, all you would have is a piece of paper with some writing on it the question of doubt and whether it really happened would still be in your mind. You still wouldn't have the experience. I say it's better for a person to get into this omnipresent current they claim they love, Mm -hmm. divine spirit, and listen to it and talk with it and get involved in the great amount of life that is in this huge, vast creation. Not just the physical universes of 400 billion galaxies, but other realities higher than this, higher heavens. And human beings have the ability to plug in and understand this. They always have, but not on this earth. Now, the reason the Say agenda came out is to begin to announce the decision that was recently made to intervene openly in changing the negative aspects. In other words, what they're about to do is retire evil as an experiment on this planet. I would restate that again. The process is underway to retire evil as an experiment on this planet permanently. And the only way anybody's going to have any understanding of this is by their own direct experience. And I would completely agree with anybody who says, show me proof. But they need to have this experience themselves. If they work with the hue, one thing I can state to them is they will have it.
2: Scott, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. Um, I will try the hue. We're going to take your audio and we're going to put it through synthesizer, see what frequencies, and my producer said that he's going to try and bounce it off a satellite to see what happens. We'll let you know.
3: Okay, thanks Rob.
2: You take care now. ExoNation, Scott Lamariello was our guest this hour. www.paralleltime.com I'll be back on the other side of this news break at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. This is a place where people dare to believe. And it's also a place where people dare to be heard. And I'll tell you something, X-Zone Nation. It had to be you, or you've got it. Maybe it's called a UFO, Or you have to be kidding. Or you have to be a little cuckoo. That's what happens when you don't take your Prozac. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.